Welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma. And this is our podcast. It is. I wanted it to be our podcast, but that's going to be when I go solo. So I'm <laughs> saving that in my back pocket. When um, you take yourself on the road, that's when you can name it after yeah, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So we're a podcast that talks about sex, relationships, confidence, uh, but we tend to focus on doing it and ways to get you doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of where we're at this month, which you can't do it without pussing yourself out there a little bit, because Mm -hmm. as I've realized, people don't just flock to your door, unfortunately. Yeah, Um, I thought my life would be very different. Um, (laughs) I thought I would be much more of a wily woman. Um, Just out there, pussing myself out there. Alas, I'm married and Mm -hmm. quite settled at this point, but... Uh, We've learned lots of ways to puss ourselves out there this month, and Mm -hmm. you've gotten to puss yourself out there in so many amazing ways that I've gotten to live vicariously through. And I try, I try. You try hard and you do well, Um, but not in a try hard way. You know what I mean? Like in a, you put effort in because (laughs) you care so hard, and we can tell. Mm. We can tell. It's like so embarrassing for you. (laughs) I feel like that is part of the. I don't know, shame or like insecurity around pushing yourself out there is that idea of like looking like you're trying hard and looking like you care. Oh, yeah, Um, totally. Well, here I have an example that kind of will tie into um, this week's topic. But I was at a thrift store and I was just shopping around. Oh, you're so cool. Do you like how I threw that in there? I was trying hard. (laughs) Was that the example? A a secondhand (laughs) store um, because fast fashion is terrible for the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was at a thrift store and as I was walking around, I was hearing this girl that came in and started flirting with the guy behind the counter. And she was going hard. Like in my empathetic state that I absorb everyone's energy, I could tell that he was like, are you buying something or not? But she was like, how was your day? What's your name? What are you interested in? Like really putting herself Uh out there and I could tell, <laughs> and that would also make me like nervous to try flirting. So I'm like, what if people can tell that I'm trying to flirt right now? Right. And what if they can tell that the other person's not reciprocating in like the exact same yeah. way, all of that. But it's like, uh-huh. she got to have that experience. And like, in the end, she's the cool, confident one that put herself out there. And that's it's like, wow. the end of it. <laughs> that's literally period. That's the end of it. Um, so that's kind of what we're talking about today is, mm-hmm. well, it is what we're talking about today is yeah. flirting uh, and sounds like she had it fucking nailed. So go yeah. her. She Pop doesn't off. need this episode, but if you're <laughs> anything like us, you do need this es- yes. ep- episode. Es- episode a little bit desperately started to mix all of those words together because oh, wow. I'm so excited to flirt with all of you. Um, well, it's kind of a tongue twister. Episode yeah. desperately. Yeah. Desperate, desperate episode. Why did it not come out as a tongue twister for you? Well, I am trying hard. And you have a lot obvious. of practice with your tongue. My episode. So. Um, 
What were you saying before I interrupted you with how well I can pronounce it? So (laughs) rudely. Um, I was just going to say we have Benjamin on. He's a flirt coach and he's so much fun. He gives us so many like formulas and structures and I just love that. I want some concrete fucking examples. I want this to not seem like such an out there like... I have no idea what I'm doing type of topic or I just collected a few random tips from TikTok, uh, yeah. which is great. Well, but Which is so great. But when it comes down to brass tacks, you forget <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing. You know, like I don't uh, remember. I, I forget remember you're the- 60 sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> when push comes to shove. How's that one? All right. Um, when puss comes to shove. When puss comes to shove. It's hard to remember all of the things that you're mm-hmm. being taught because there's eye stuff, there's lip movements, there's ways to tilt your head and like position your body. All amazing. But yes, Benjamin has like framework or what is it called when you have a word for everything in the the word? Why for would every you letter? ask me that in front of everyone? That's so rude of you. I know. Um, the thing when like every letter in the word has a word for it so you remember it better. An acronym. That's my bitch right there. That's my English bitch. You know how I remember um, that? Because I was thinking of New Girl and that episode where he's like, Schmidt's actually an acronym. Winston, when he's on the phone doing an interview for Schmidt as Schmidt. Yeah. Great episode. <laughs> well, thank you for that recall. Um, it's like it's great to have an acronym to reference mm-hmm. when you're flirting and you're just using the word flirt. So Benjamin has that. He has made an empire out of flirt coaching and I can't wait to share it with you. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just see you on the other side of all this goodness. Um, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. My name is Benjamin Cameras and I'm the flirt coach. Like, what is that? Well, self-proclaimed, I made it up. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, and I focus on flirting and dating and ultimately just Everything I I talk about and post about and create always comes back to my core theme and mission, and that is to create more connections in people's lives. So everything I do when I talk about flirting is it it always, always, always comes comes back to connection and not just the connection you make with other people, especially if you're looking to date, but also the connection you have with yourself. That's how, um, yeah, one way you're going to feel more confident when when you flirt. Mm Mm-hmm. That is such a beautiful definition. (laughs) I love that. And mission statement. Um, We are huge fans of flirting, and we often get caught up in definitions of what something actually is, whether that is flirting, whether it's positions. We need Mm -hmm. to know specifics to feel like we can conquer it. That's just Cass and I. Mm -hmm. So how would you define flirting? Flirting with someone romantically. Sure. And flirting with someone romantically. So yeah, I'll, t- I'll touch on that piece, but then also okay. just how flirting can play out just more generally in your life, just day to day, whether it's romantic or even platonic. But I like to think about flirting as an authentic expression of yourself that allows someone else to see you and get to know you for just who you are um, and vice versa. Then you then get to start making that connection with the other person as you relate, as you find things in common with one another, as you start to have that conversation. And so like, what does that mean an authentic expression? Well, it's just about bringing yourself to the flirt. Um, and a lot of times people feel like they need to make the best first impression, or they need to be perfect, or they don't want to be awkward or say the wrong thing. It's like, well, 
I would much rather you take all of that pressure off yourself and just look to make that connection. So if someone, like if you're bringing yourself to the flirt and maybe you didn't have the best day or you're having some anxiety, that's okay. Like we can, you can feel that and still make a connection in spite of that, but actually using that to your advantage when you realize, wait a second, I just have to be me. Um, and then when you realize you can just be yourself in the flirt and when you're making that connection, well, that's when the authenticity piece comes in because there's no pretending there's no right. I have to impress or like say the just right thing. Like all of those things go out the window. Um, so that's what it's all about. And then when you're looking to make, uh, or look, you're looking to flirt more romantically. Well, that's when like some other elements of the flirt come in. Maybe you're more leaning into compliments. You're trying to explore chemistry and attraction. So that's when like some other um, sort of layers, I suppose, can come into the flirt. Mm-hmm. I love it when we get an expansive definition and it totally just knocks what we thought it was like off the table and is like, actually, it's so much more than that. Because I think I come into a lot of situations, this interview included thinking like I wasn't born a naturally flirty person. I'm shyer and like naturally flirty people are just like sexy and silly and it's so easy for them. And like, I could never do that. So, but it sounds like what you're saying is it's, like since it's about making connection and bringing mm-hmm. who you are to the flirt, it's not about like trying to be sexy and silly if that doesn't align with how you feel. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get to like this question or comment. It's like, oh, well, maybe like I, I don't feel myself or I don't find myself to be super sexy or maybe like no one has ever told me I'm charismatic or charming or I don't have some of those seductive qualities. Well, if that is a part of just your natural flirt style, then let's bring that into the flirt. But if you are someone that is on the shyer side, more introverted side, it's okay. We can still find ways to make connections with other people, whether it's with friends um, and certainly when, when you're dating. So it's just about tapping into your own natural strengths. I say everyone has an inner flirt. So tapping into your inner flirt, that energy of the flirt and just being you um, and making that connection. And when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, God, it's, I feel like so much pressure gets taken off of yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about the pressure to feel sexy. And so when mm. that is on the table, that does not happen. <laughs> there mm. is no sexy that gets distributed. And so thinking about it, especially when I'm thinking about when I want to make new friends, Mm -hmm. I do tend to lean into the flirty side of my personality. Mm -hmm. Um, But with your definition, it is a lot about just showing who you are and what you think is funny and what you think is silly or what shows you watch. And that ends up leading to these, like the best conversations that I do find myself feeling a little bit flirtier in. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said it's about like showcasing who you are. Absolutely. I love it. That's so fun. When I'm thinking about getting flirting wrong, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think about leaning into the flirt tips that I have seen on TikTok, like when it comes to things to do with your eyes and your mouth or like just very specific (laughs) things. So are Uh we getting it wrong when we're trying to just like copy paste what other people are saying to like do to be like the flirtiest, most seductive person? (laughs) I mean, no, a lot of those Mm -hmm. tips can be very useful for sure to bring into your own just flirt game, your flirt style, flirt strategy, and they really play into 
just I think kind of the theatrics of where there's that the cross section of body language and human psychology and then knowing that it's social media a lot of it is meant to be viewed shared clicked all that thing so there naturally has to be like what's the payoff what's the result i'm getting oh Mm -hmm. i can learn this this uh this eye contact technique and it's gonna make a man like fall in love with me i'm watching that video so like i have a problem with a lot of the way concepts and topics are presented on social media because they're meant to just like give you the answer. Here's the result. Um, and they're very click worthy. Um, that's just, yeah, that's part of social media. But then like, I always like to bring topics, whether it's about eye contact or something else completely, um, and really helping you just, okay, is this a technique, something I would use? Why would I use it? Does it matter? Do I have to? So when you come across something like an eye contact technique, yeah, usually like those are pretty good tips. But if you never wanted to use them, you never have to. And you could still be an amazing flirt Um, because I um, I think I'm really fortunate that a lot of neurodivergent people are a part of flirt talk and flirts to gram and one of the comments i get from them all the time and it's like i that is just so out of my comfort zone and they feel like they can't flirt or they're a bad flirt because they don't make eye contact and i'm like no like it's <laughs> eye contact is all about vulnerability and intimacy that's what it is mm-hmm. and you're creating a little bit of suspense and sex appeal with your eyes um but there's so many other ways that you can do that so um, yeah, even presenting something like eye contact. Okay, what is that accomplishing? And could I do that in another way? Totally. Mm, I love that. Ugh. Again, just expansive. <laughs> and I love it. I want to dive a little bit more into like the getting it wrong, because I think there's a very specific example of Emma and I getting it wrong, um, where we have a tendency to get mean when we're trying to be like funny and flirty. <laughs> So like, how do we, is that coming from just a place of insecurity? Maybe that's a therapist question. Um, But like, how do we kind of skate that line? Because we also like, we like to tease each other. We tease our, like, that's kind of our personalities as well. But Mm -hmm. how do you teeter on that line of like wanting to be kind of teasy and flirty without getting mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a tough, it's a fine line because it's going to be different for everyone. It definitely plays into... Um, you know, the, there's really four main flirt styles. And one of those flirt styles is the playful flirt. That's the, my dominant flirt style. And if you're the playful flirt, playful flirt, you're going to lean into teasing, maybe even some roasting, like you're kind of making jokes and jabs at each other. And if that dynamic is there, then it's going to be really fun. You're going to find the humor in it. And it's actually going to be a way for you to build a stronger connection. You're going to bond through those jokes and jabs at one another. So are you getting it wrong? No, because that can be such an amazing way to flirt and play and connect with one another, whether it's with friends or romantically. But it's about really figuring out what someone's flirt style is before you really kind of go all in on that one strategy. So sort of like tipping, like dipping your toes in the water a little bit first, maybe trying even some self-deprecating humor or sort of um, kind of bringing them in on the joke with you at Mm -hmm. first, just to see how they receive that particular 
energy. And if they're all about it and they throw one right back at you, well, okay, now we could go back and forth. But if they then get sensitive or shy or they seem like they're shutting down a little bit, that's just not how they like to flirt. And it's not a right or wrong, good or bad. That's just not the flirt dynamic that's going to be between, you know, this particular, like in this example. Mm -hmm. That is so helpful to hear. And also I had no idea that there were flirt styles, like logically that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't even think to ask that as a question. So I would love to know more about the four different styles of flirting. Yeah, there's playful, which we just touched on Mm -hmm. um, a little bit here for sure. There's the sincere and polite style of flirt. So this is someone that's going to be offering a lot of affirmations, kind of more nurturing, more kind, that kind of thing. There's the traditional style of flirt, which you can think about as being kind of more about traditional courtship. This could kind of lend itself to heteronormative dating, but not necessarily. It's more so kind of those manners and that courteous etiquette where like you're holding the door for someone or like you're just saying, you know, please and thank you, um, that kind of thing. And then the other one is, wait, did I say polite? I said sincere. I said playful. I said Mm -hmm. traditional. Um, And the other one is kind of an intellectual style where it really lends itself to like the sapiosexual where you're sort of flirting and and bonding and making that connection over a lot of like questions. And so it's kind of more so about that mental stimulation inside of the flirt versus kind of just playing. But we all really have all four flirt styles. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it's probably likely that you yeah are a blend of, of all four. You just have one style that is more dominant. Um, And then, oh, of course, the other one is the physical flirt. How could I be forgetting the physical flirt? (laughs) I often combine intellectual into some of the other ones because that's not one that's like a lot of people talk about. But the the Mm. other, the fourth one, the big one is the physical flirt. And this is someone that's like always leaning into those physical compliments. They're very touchy-feely. They probably show a lot of skin when they're on dates. And so they tend to lead with that energy. Okay. Those are so fun. Sorry, Cass, yeah. go ahead. No, you're good. So if you're on a date, so like let's take us, for example, we're more playful flirts. Mm-hmm. And if you go on a date with somebody and they really aren't that, is there a good chance that like you're not going to feel that same spark or connection that you would with somebody who was also a playful flirt if that's just how you like to give and receive flirting? Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that can build over time. Like I've definitely seen more playful flirts get along really well with the sincere, more traditional flirt. So it's just kind of about ultimately how you start to build that connection and sometimes opposites attract. So can the playful flirt have more of a traditional flirt kind of bring some of that more teasing energy I've seen it happen. So it's, yeah, it depends. Yeah. I feel like I really enjoy, even if I'm not totally on the same page with like, I'm going to roast you and you're going to give it right back. Mm -hmm. I just want whatever I dish to be well received. And I find that even attractive. It's like, Mm -hmm. even if Mm -hmm. I just said a joke and you're like, whoa, (laughs) but you think I'm funny, like I'll take that. It's just as good to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Yeah, getting that, it's very affirming when like, yeah, yeah, you make a joke and it's, people get it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, going off of one of the things that Cass did mention 
is the spark. So Hmm. when you're flirting with someone, we've heard a lot of like the spark isn't necessarily real or the spark Mm -hmm. indicates maybe you're connecting with someone that reminds you of like past failed relationships, past trauma, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the spark? Green flag, red flag, what is it? This is (laughs) so interesting. This is actually one of my post topics today. So this is like very, (laughs) very fresh in my mind. Um, Uh I, so I'm going to like, it's kind of offer a true coaching moment is it's really Mm -hmm. individual to everyone. For me, I love the spark, but the, the trend I'm seeing um, on social media with other dating coaches is they're saying it's bad. Mm -hmm. And the reasons they're giving for why the spark or at least why it's not the end all be all for if a relationship is going to be successful is if you're always looking for that spark and you get it, you can then really play into the fantasy of it and kind of live in that whimsy of a new connection and not really see someone for who they are because you're just only seeing them for that spark, right? That kind of fun new energy they're bringing into your life. Um, It's also possible if you're totally focused on the spark that you're overlooking red flags. You're like, oh, but the spark is there. And then you're like, oh, but they like never text me back. Right. Oh, but the spark. So it can it can kind of cloud your judgment if you're like so, so focused on the spark. And another like big reason I've seen is that inevitably the smart does diminish over time. And so what happens when that happens? Do you all of a sudden get bored? Like, is that a reason to end the relationship? Which more and more, like I hear from clients, like that is the reason they're giving or they're getting from people. It's like, oh, I just didn't feel the spark anymore. Oh, like, I don't know how to get the spark back kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. it's really become very trendy in the dating industry all of a sudden. It's really interesting to see these different trends come up. Um, but for me, I the spark for me is an indication that I'm excited that my nervous system is making a connection, that there's a a, a level of comfort there. And so I'm like all about it. I would love to feel the spark because for me, it's a really good sign. So is it good? Is it bad? I think if it's not there, it's totally okay. That the, mm-hmm. like the slow burn style of dating, it can build over time and you can really create that spark through mutual connection over time. And if it is there, don't let that sort of take away from your overall objective of if it's getting into a relationship or if you're dating more casually, whatever it is, don't let that be the only thing you focus on necessarily. So mm-hmm. I think there's a few ways to look at it. I'm a fan. I like it for me, but for you, for your listeners, I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. it's very mixed. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. 
I use both the body lotion and the Anduria algae body oil once I get out of the shower and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days. And the Osea signature scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code DEWME for 10% off. Definitely. I appreciate that perspective on it because I totally understand and have experienced the spark of like you make me excited, but in a very nervous, I'm scared of you kind of way. Mm -hmm. But I always, I'm dating now, like just dating around, and I am looking for a spark for something that makes me, like I can see them and I immediately am like, that's it. That's at least visually and right now on the surface is what I'm looking for. And I think that does say a lot like internally for me and it like is a good green flag cue. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are two different internal sparks that I have felt. Mm. And I don't know, I guess it, yeah, it's just another way of saying like it is so individual. I feel like there's there's been good sparks and there's been bad sparks, so I don't know. <laughs> True. Yeah, and each even within your like you being you, uh, the spark could be different with this person yeah. or maybe in the past with another person. So it can even play out differently. And then, right, is it more of that emotional spark? Is it kind of a physical spark? Like then there's all these nuances to the spark itself. And so I I think it's a really interesting topic. I love to talk about it. Um, It's just a matter of, is it really something that's important to you to look for out there Mm -hmm. dating? And if it is, then how can we just have the awareness around it to, um, you know, just not have it be the only thing you focus on? Right. I feel like awareness is such a good way to put that because it feels like there's so much conflicting advice and then advice that just doesn't like sit right. Cause it's like, Mm -hmm. of course I want there to be some sort of spark. I want to feel excited about seeing this person, but then it's like, well, am I just like leaning into my trauma? Is this just a trauma bond? And then it's like, I don't know. It just feels like it gets so (laughs) convoluted and it's like, yeah, it would be nice to take that pressure off a little bit. I say as I'm married, but (laughs) (laughs) you can still feel confused. about the spark with your husband (laughs) (laughs) maybe you're just like having fun fighting and that's your spark and you should think maybe that's my spark Uh, yeah (laughs) that's one way to do it i'm good at that um i would love to talk about if you have any more like overarching do's for flirting like just things that we should keep in mind we talked about some of like Maybe the things we're getting wrong that we're actually not getting wrong, which I like that you flipped it on us that way. But just like, I don't know, things to keep in mind in general when flirting. And then we can maybe get into some of the more specific flirting techniques. Sure, sure. So I think this is a great time to just quickly run through my flirt framework, which highlights Mm -hmm. all the things I talk about in the flirt. So it's a big old acronym. Just imagine the word flirt starting with F is about framing the conversation. And what I mean by here is being in the 
present moment. And so, well, what does that mean? Well, sometimes when you get into the flirt, like you're replaying, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Or you're already thinking about what you're going to say next. Like my my tagline is get out of your head and into the flirt. I want you in the present moment. I want you feeling your way through the flirt instead of trying to think your way through the flirt. Because if you're in your head, you're out of the flirt. You're not really able to make that authentic connection that you're looking to make. You're just trying to think your way through it. I know it's a really hard transition to make, but being in the present moment and starting to feel your way through the flirt instead of think your way through it. That's about framing the conversation. L, and this is another (laughs) really hard one, is lack of expectations. Um, So many times we come into the flirt and like we're trying to get someone from, get something from somebody else. We want a specific response. We want a specific outcome. If we're flirting because we want that first date or we are on a first date, we want a, a kiss or like we want to get their phone number. Like it's, it's okay to want what you want and have objectives, but flirting with the intention of trying to get something from someone else, I think you're taking yourself out of the flirt there. So coming into it with no expectations, which is going to allow you to stay in the present moment and stay focused on making a connection. The I is all about um, intention and intuition. So really being like, no surprise, the intention is making that connection. But for you, depending on what your flirting and dating goals are, maybe that intention is to pursue a new crush or you're looking to get a date or like you want to just continue going on dates if you're already in the process of dating somebody. So what is your intention? That's something that's something to think about. And then your intuition, which is really going to guide you in the flirt in terms of what do I talk about? This is some like a question I get a lot, especially from shy types and from introverts, which is surprisingly or maybe not surprisingly me. Like a lot <laughs> of this is what has ultimately helped me is just really trusting your gut, allowing your intuition to guide you in the flirt that you're not going to say the wrong thing. You're not going to be awkward or weird or mess up. You can talk about what you want to talk about, what's important to you, what your passions are, and that's going to allow someone to see you and make a stronger connection. And when they pick up on the energy, they're gonna give the same energy back to you. They're gonna be able to be authentic themselves. Um, The R is all about relating and connecting. So this comes back to connection. We've talked about authenticity. So kind of tying in a lot of these flirt themes already. And then the T is tension and excitement. This is something that's really gonna anchor you to the present moment. Um, And a question I get a lot is, well, how is flirting different than being nice? or something like small talk or banter. Well, the flirt has tension, it has excitement, it has momentum, it has anticipation, it has energy, and you feel it. You're not just talking about the weather because that's the only thing you can think of to talk about. No, you're trying to make a connection. You're getting to know someone. You're talking about yourself. You're giving and receiving energy. And there's this real momentum to the conversation. You're excited. Um, when like we talk about in dating, feeling the vibes, right? You're vibing. Well, that's the energy of the flirt. The vibe is just pure flirt energy. And you're actually raising one another's vibrations in real time. When you leave a flirt, you've got a smile on your face. You feel better. You maybe feel warm and tingly. That's the energy of the flirt. That's a big distinction. So there's the flirt framework. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's incredible. (laughs) I especially connect with the framework and the F because I do think I'm someone that gets totally in my head when I'm trying to be flirty Mm. and fun Mm. and charismatic and likable. 
with anyone and I get like, oh my God, did I just fucking say that? And then I miss Mm -hmm. a perfect opportunity for an actual punchline that I could have delivered. And it's just like, yeah, you get out of this like authentic, like banter and into your head. And that is a perfect reminder. Get into the flirt. I love it. So is that your like tagline? Get into the flirt? (laughs) Yep. Get out of your head and into the flirt, which is get out of your head and into your heart, feel your way through it. Just allow mm-hmm. yourself to show up whoever you are that day, however you're feeling, mm-hmm. and flirt. Look to make a connection. That's incredible. Well, now that we're trying to get into the flirt, let's really dive into the flirt. So I want to talk specifics, and we're going to start with verbal. How to verbally flirt. Um, I'll just leave that door open. Yeah, so I can... Yeah, definitely talk about how to like just what to do with your voice and Ooh, yeah. Didn't even think of that. What to do with your voice, what to say, maybe like wow. topics to start with, like how to like the a question chain when getting to know someone that leads to the momentum and tension that you talked about. Sure. Yeah. So I can talk a little bit just about all the nuances of the voice. Um mm-hmm. and it's I've made videos on this before. It's all about your tone and your pitch and your volume and just all the ways you can play with your voice. And maybe you talk faster, which can really build some excitement and anticipation. And then you could pull back a little bit and slow it down and really change the pace of the conversation. And you can get really excited with it and you can smile. Smiling is gonna absolutely change the way you talk and the way you feel in the flirt too. So, so many things you can do with your voice. Um, And then when it comes to what you can talk about, I'm really a fan of keeping it simple. Um, I don't want to overwhelm people that you have to have like this list of incredible questions to ask because you could have the most stellar list of questions and they not actually fit the moment and the flirt that you're in. Mm-hmm. So it's just all about getting it st- getting it started, like even on the dating apps, starting a conversation there. Hello, my name is, how are you? Like it's tr- it just works to get the conversation going. And then once you get it going, then it's about just finding those things that you have in common with one another, um, whether it's interests or hobbies, or you both have, a similar travel story or like a favorite food. And so starting to find out what you have in common and then you can build from there. But just like getting it started, how are you? And finding those one or two things you have in common. And if you're unsure sort of what questions to ask to figure that out, I like keeping the questions focused initially on where you're at. So if you're meeting at a concert, talk about the concert. If you're meeting at a bar, talk about the bar. Or if it's a restaurant, just talk about what you know you are already have in common, which is where you're meeting. And that oftentimes is going to be enough just to get it started. And then you're going to find out more you have in common from there. Mm-hmm. I also think your reframe of you know not coming in with certain expectations and just mm-hmm. feeling into it and trying to really just connect and get to mm-hmm. know somebody makes it a little easier too. Because if you have this expectation or the specific goal of like, well, I have to make them like me in this specific way, or this mm-hmm. has to end up with me kissing them, mm-hmm. then I feel like that can lead to more awkward pauses and just like not knowing what question to ask because like you have a very, very specific goal and that's hard. Yeah. Versus getting to know someone, which is easier. 
Yeah, that's a great, yeah, totally a great point to make. It can really, um, yeah, if you're asking questions with a specific goal in mind, then yeah, that takes away from the potential connection you could be making. How do we get over an awkward pause though? Like, Ooh, can we come back question. from that? Or if we say something a little <laughs> weird or if we talk a little too fast or say something too loud when we don't mean to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was that one there? I don't know. <laughs> the thing is when it's all said and done, the only person that's going to remember the awkward pause is probably you. The other person is not going to be thinking about it at all. And I know like it's, you're probably going to still play it through in your head. But a lot of times what I'll do is like, I'll just make a joke or I'll laugh it off or I'll do something completely random and silly. And that is enough just to break the ice in that moment and keep the conversation going. So just immediately switching topics or doing something just outlandish that is going to totally overshadow that if that's part of your flirt style it is mine you may not be comfortable doing that and that's okay um or if you just sort of let it go and don't do anything that's okay too because we're all about those awkward pauses weird moments it's totally okay <laughs> i think the hardest one for me to get over is if i make a joke and they didn't mm -hmm. hear me or I did repeat myself and now it's completely out of like the flow of the banter and it's like, or a show they haven't seen that I'm referencing and you're just like, so yeah. anyway, yeah. and you just jump somewhere else. That's been like the hardest, most obvious pause that I've exper experienced while dating. It's just mm -hmm. like, anyway. Well, or I part go to the of Emma and I's like <laughs> communication and joking stuff, we talked about this recently, was we repeat something back when we oh, think yeah. it's funny. And we do that to each other all the time. So we'll like maybe say it in a slightly different voice or whatever. But when somebody doesn't hear you, when you're literally just repeating what they said and then they yeah. ask you to say it again, it is awful. Just it take just me out. Yeah. Takes it take away completely. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's um, yeah. That's that definitely <laughs> happened to me too. If you're yeah, in a louder environment and they just don't hear you and you're trying to repeat yourself over and over again, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> we do need to move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. Next topic. Exactly. <laughs> I have a question about how to build the tension a little bit more. So I've definitely been in, been on dates where the conversation is going great, but it feels very casual still and very um, friendly. And so if you want to build in that a little bit flirtier, saucier, sexier conversation and tone, how are you building the tension while like not messing up the flow you already have going? Okay. I think now is I'll mention the five D's of the flirt, which you're is, just pulling things yes. out that I'm obsessed with. You have an answer for everything. I'm obsessed. <laughs> something else I completely made up, but it's <laughs> something I made up to help people just flirt and understand the nuances of it. And really I made up the five D's as a way to figure out how someone is flirting versus being nice, but it also will fit really, really nicely here. And the five dimensions of the flirt are the physical dimension, the emotional dimension, the energetic dimension, the spiritual dimension, and the intellectual dimension. And so it really depends to build that tension, what is going to turn someone on? Um, and so it's about playing with the different dimensions of the flirt. So perhaps most obviously would be the physical dimension as a way to sort of start to build some of that tension 
where you're just starting to build that consent around physical touch. So getting in, like if you're at a restaurant or something, is it like a hand on the top of the knee or the thigh? Is it like you go to the bathroom and you put your hand sort of around the top of the back or something? Do you lean in and maybe whisper something in their ear? Like I'll be right back kind of thing and then give them a kiss on the cheek. She's just like starting to build in those moments of consent around physical touch to see how it's being received. And then also giving those physical compliments around chemistry, attractiveness, right? How great you look, all of these things. That's going to take it out of the friend zone, out of the friend level and into more of that realm of romantic flirting and start to build some tension like, okay, is there a date coming after this or a kiss coming after this date? Like what's going to happen? (laughs) So a very good way to start to build some tension is with the physical dimension of the flirt, knowing that there's so many things you can do and the physical dimension, depending on if this is a first date or like a fourth date. So kind of what's on the table, where are we with consent and how can you play in that realm of the physical dimension? Um, Another one I can talk about here is the intellectual dimension. And this is like really for the sapiosexuals that just like really get turned on by mental stimulation. Like they just want to talk about kind of those one or two interests or hobbies that just really light them up that could be a way to really build some of that tension and turn someone on if that is where the stimulation is for them so maybe you really play with the intellectual dimension of the flirt it's possible um yeah just two like quick examples yeah that the scariest part for me is the barrier between like finally putting my hand across the table or Mm -hmm. the hand on the knee, even though I know that that will accelerate the tension, I always wait for the tone to get sexier rather than like physically moving the barrier because that does feel a little bit more vulnerable and like you're putting yourself out there. But Mm -hmm. that is a great way to test like, did you like me in this space? (laughs) That's closer to you. And something I'm a fan of, if you're really feeling the energy and it feels like it's there, is asking permission. Just to be like, you know, I'm like, I was so excited to have this date, right? You look so beautiful, so handsome. Like, would it be okay if I did this? Or could we, you know, just like asking permission and then creating that moment together. Um, And the feedback I've gotten on that from clients is very positive. And it's something I've tried in my own life, too. So asking permission on the outset might be like, oh, my God, that's really unsexy. Like, just do it. Um, No, asking permission can be a great, great thing. And it builds trust, too. Absolutely. Yeah, shows some confidence too. Yes, 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 it does. That as well. uh-huh. Yeah, it hits me it, in my stomach when I think about doing that, but yeah. I know that that's a mature and sexy thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Are there any other physical flirt techniques that we don't immediately think of? Like maybe how we hug someone or how. I don't know, anything like that. I was going to try and list more examples, but you're the expert, (laughs) not me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's so many, like one of my probably more viewed series has been my Turn Him On series of videos on on TikTok, um, really playing into the physical dimension of the flirt and how you kind of can play in the realm of sensuality and seduction and passion. And so um, 
I, I like to sort of talk about the physical dimension in terms of seduction, which is the interplay of power and pleasure. So when you're thinking about turning someone on, it's about playing with the two themes of power and pleasure, which why we talked a little, why eye contact can, can be so um, kind of just what it is, is because you're playing with power and pleasure where you're looking at someone with a very sort of intentional stare and then you're taking it away. Like you're giving them that allure of pleasure and then, oh wait, I have the power. I'm gonna take that right away from you. And what is it happens to the other person? They want more, they're interested, they have questions, they're excited. So playing on those two themes of power and pleasure when you're playing in the physical dimension of the flirt. Um, so something you can do, like you're just going in for the hug. Okay, are you gonna sort of move your hands down their back and place their hand your hands on the small of their back are you maybe going to do just a one-handed hug and then what are you doing with the other hand something guys love is the bicep trick so going in and sort of giving a tug on the bicep that's going to make a guy feel super strong uh it just does it does something <laughs> it psychologically does. i don't know um something else with that free hand can you go down and sort of tease around their belt loop or their waistband sort of play with a button a little bit. You don't have to unbutton it, but playing with it a little bit. So thinking about all the ways you can expand something you're probably already doing, like a hug, and then playing with those two themes of power and pleasure. Um, yeah, a great way to just really go all in in the physical dimension of the flirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... With the one-handed, I'm trying to picture it because we're also very <laughs> visual people. You go like around the back and then in the front, you're like, honk it. <laughs> yeah, it would sort of be. So if I'm, yeah, I would do it with my left hand and then with my uh -huh. right hand sort of caress around their right arm and just kind of pull on their bicep oh, or squeeze their bicep a little bit. Okay. So around the back, Emma was going straight to the front of the <laughs> arm. Going yeah, one arm is around the, the back. Okay. <laughs> but your We're version here. would work too. I guarantee it. Well, <laughs> get a little tangled, I think. Whatever comes naturally. Whatever yeah, comes exactly. naturally. Also, what is the truth to, um, you know, like holding, instead of holding hands, like locking arms and putting the hand on the bicep, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like holding the arm that way. I've heard that that is more like flattering, that guys find that more flattering than hand-holding. Is that because yeah. of the bicep thing? Yeah, I think because of the, the whole just bicep thing. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. And it's um, it's something that allows perhaps the guy to feel a little bit more like he's the caretaker in a sense mm. versus just hand-holding. There's more physical contact and touch with sort of the current, like the, yeah, mm -hmm. linking arms were on the bicep. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. Are there any ways to make hand-holding sexier? Yeah. <laughs> lick it? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. lick it first. So, make it wet um, first. <laughs> yeah, some things you can do, a few tricks that I really like is if a guy, like, playing up the, um, if he has body hair, so if he's got some hair on the backs of his hands, brushing in the opposite direction, is gonna create a sensation just very, very lightly. And someone who is perhaps very, very sensitive to touch may not like that. So sort of give a little test first to see if they're receptive, but then creating that sensation where you're just sort of playing and, and sort of lightly 
brushing your fingertips along the backs of their hands. Um, that could be fun. And then another thing is just like gently, very lightly going up and down each finger. Um, that can be very nice. It's sort of like, oh my gosh, are they going to hold my hand? I'm not sure. They're just lightly sort of going up and down each finger, something you can do. And then um, maybe like when you get to the fingertip, you sort of give it a little bit of a squeeze. Something else you could do. Um, and then what's, this is also really great. Like if a guy is driving and he puts his hand on like the whatever, like the gear shift thing, that whatever that's called, the parking brake, <laughs> thing whatever. thing in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that thing in the middle. And he just leaves his hand there. Put your hand on top of his. He's putting his hand there because he wants you to put your hand on top of his. And, this, and you don't have to do anything with that. It's just, and then you kind of like link your fingers in it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Just a nice moment. So that brings me to a question of missing cues. So mm. are there any more cues that we should look for to like to notice that people are flirting with you or want you to come into their space? Yeah, I mean, some of the nonverbal cues are like your classic ones around eye contact um, and just body language. Like if someone is making eye contact and then specifically if they are blushing and then looking away, like they're getting shy or maybe feeling a little bit embarrassed that you saw them. Pretty kind of, yeah, that's a good one. Um, mm -hmm. With the body language, you know, something guys might do is they kind of like maybe have their hands in their pockets or they're looking down a little bit. They're shifting their body weight back and forth, but they're still having themselves open to you as they're sort of making glances at you. Um, something they can do with their body language. Um, and then something else guys will do is they will peacock a little bit. So um, if a guy is reaching behind the back of his head with one hand and sort of touching the back of his hair and rubbing the back of his head, head a little bit, which, oh my gosh, is going to flex his bicep. Um, he's showing off for you if he does the thing where he sort of is leaning up against a door frame or a wall with one hand and leaning into it. He's making himself appear taller. He's showing off. He wants to I seem very like for. he's peacocking. So some of these things guys will do to make them feel sort of like, right, like bigger, stronger, mm -hmm. taller, a lot of these things. Um, but then around eye contact, just body language in general um, can be ways of like, hey, like, I'm interested. Mm hmm. Those are good ones. Oh, this one too. Cause it is good. It's a good one. Yeah, you notice the bicep good. immediately and you're mm -hmm. like, wow, it's a mm -hmm. big bicep. Yeah. Sometimes. When I want to command a room, I'm going to start standing in the doorway with my arms reaching for the top of the door. I don't know if I can actually touch it, but <laughs> I'll be making an effort. I'll be making an effort. It feels so vulnerable, one, to flirt with somebody, but then to like, actually think that somebody would be flirting mm. with you and it feels like the scariest thing that you could do is assume someone's flirting with you and they're not and then you look like a fool um <laughs> you look how foolish do you get over end. that like sort of i don't know because i feel like i have had a tendency to just be like there's no way they'd be flirting with me because it's easier mm. to say that than it is to risk being a fool <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll answer it in two parts around vulnerability. And I think my answer for the other part is 
I don't know, maybe surprising. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but around vulnerability, yeah, like it is super scary sometimes to put yourself out there and flirt because it really is allowing someone to see you. You're like, hey, this is me. I'm here. This is who I am. And it can be about, oh my gosh, is I, am I going to be accepted or rejected? Like that's kind of what can come into play. But why I always have it come back to connection is because when you stay focused on the connection and you're just looking to allow someone to get to know you and share more about yourself and the same thing, you're allowing yourself to see someone else for who they are. It's about that authentic expression, just in the moment, no expectations. And when you stay focused on that, well, being vulnerable, it's it's okay, no matter what the outcome is. And then allowing the flirt to really be a place of practice for how to be vulnerable in other parts of your life. So if you can really be confident with going to talk some talk to someone for a flirt, well, maybe then you can have that translate into, you know what, I'm going to ask for a raise this year in my job. Or, you know what, I'm ready to have a new job altogether. And I just like got to do what I got to do. Or you need to stand up to a friend or even a family member. So having the confidence you build in the flirt play out in other aspects of your life too. So it can be a really, really powerful thing. Um, and so the other part <laughs> to your question is like, well, you know, how do I like assume someone is flirting with me and maybe they're not? Here's what I say to that. Delulu is the Salulu. So I was hoping you'd say that. I saw your video. Are, <laughs> when you are flirting, assume someone is flirting back. Why not allow yourself to receive that flirt energy back? Because again, you're only looking to make that connection. That's what it's all about. So I'm like, yeah, Delulu is a Salulu until it's Trululu. Thank you, TikTok, for like this amazing language. Um, like, assume it is. And in that way, you're not going to have... Well, hopefully you're not going to have the attendance, the tendency to be as in your head. Just assume it is a flirt, feel the energy, let it be what it is, knowing that it's just all about connection in the first place. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love Those it. are my favorite three words <laughs> or whatever, six words. Yeah. But I think embracing the Delulu with the um, perspective of it's about the connection and at least getting to show who you are truly and then just figuring out, I don't know, a little bit more about them. Mm -hmm. That makes it feel a lot safer to embrace mm -hmm. the Delulu. Cause it's like, oh, if yes. you're not like romantically interested in me, at least maybe we can see if we could be friends. And I think that's yeah. so fun and such a beautiful way to open up your world too. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. What it's, uh, what I hope it can, it can be all about. And knowing that like there is the, the, the fine line, like I don't, <laughs> we can't live in the world of delusion all the time, <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to flirting, if you like find yourself second guessing or questioning yourself, let it be a flirt. Mm -hmm. Be in the flirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like, and I saw this on TikTok as well, but it's like, I'm so delusionally mean to myself a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm delusional in the opposite way. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's not going to hurt anyone if I'm delusional in the other way. I'm delusional <laughs> either way. So let's just, <laughs> let's just do what makes crazy. me happy and feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think my last curiosity, because this is something that has come up in a lot of relationships, mm -hmm. um, 
is like flirting while you're in a relationship. And mm. with your initial definition about like expressing yourself, being curious about another person, it does feel very safe and like you're not crossing any boundaries. But there are some people who feel like it does. So what is your take on flirting while you're in a relationship? Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's one I get a lot. Um, and I think the five Ds of the flirt will be helpful in just kind of sort of teasing out the nuances of that. Um, because yeah, as I talk about it and as I coach about flirting, it's all, it's all about connection. So say you're in a you know heterosexual relationship and the guy wants to flirt with other girls, the girl wants to flirt with other guys. Well, if it's all about making the connection, of course, I think you can have platonic friends outside of your core relationship and should, that's very healthy. Um, so then how are you flirting? If you are bringing a lot of the physical dimension into your flirt and you're following perhaps a lot of women online and you're always liking their pictures and you're even like sending them messages or if you're very touchy feely, like this is going to be about respecting the boundaries of your partner and having that communication around flirting to be like, I have to respect my partner and I have to respect my relationship as well. I can look to make connections with the opposite sex, but maybe, or not maybe, the flirting is going to need to be in that realm of making right, in a more of emotional connection. You're just looking to be like, what do we have in common? Do we have any shared interests? Is this a friend I could have to like do something with? Um, you know, just like go to a concert or something if my partner isn't interested in that style of music. Like, so having those connections be around... Um, you know, interest, hobbies, uh, just shared interests, things like that. Um, but we're not like flirting in the physical dimension. Like that's where I think it really starts to cross the line and you're, and you're stepping over a boundary. Um, but it always comes back to the communication you have in your core relationship. And if your partner is like, I mean, who am I to tell you to go out there and flirt? If your partner is like, I don't like that. And I feel disrespected or however it's making them feel. You've got to respect the person you're in a relationship with too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I fancy myself like, or I guess I've just been called both in high school. I won it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in general, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, biggest flirt. So mm, I, I do, <laughs> I do think I'm a flirty person but I love our definition that we've gained from this episode because I do mm -hmm. think I flirt in my own way to build like comfort and trust within a social mm. interaction. It's not necessarily, I mean, sometimes it's to get attention or to like feel a little spark, but mm -hmm. a lot of the time I aim to find common ground and like things to talk about yeah. so that everyone's comfortable. And I think that's my people pleaser in me. And I, mm. I kind of love that about myself. So when I do, get told like, I don't like that you flirt with other people. I don't know. I think it's just an interesting conversation to have within a relationship and to understand like the boundaries and yeah. what people define as flirting and crossing those boundaries. It's always an interesting question to bring up. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a complicated one too. I kind of try mm -hmm. a different way of answering it every time. And I mm -hmm. still, it's a hard one. Um, because yeah. I myself, yeah, I'm naturally flirty too. And so, mm -hmm. um, I'm dating, not in a relationship, but when I, you know, am in one, this will be something we talk about. Like, will right. I continue to flirt? Yeah. It's, it's a part of who I am. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. I just, mm -hmm. I'm a natural flirt as well. Flirt. Um, mm -hmm. but I'll need to be aware of how my flirting is making the other person feel, making my partner feel, um, and yeah, it'll probably be, um, 
yeah, I just, I always want to be mindful and aware of how my actions are, are impacting the person I'm in a relationship with. Right. But it's hard too. like, if, you know, being flirty is a part of who you are, mm-hmm. I imagine it's also a part of what attracted that person to you in the first mm-hmm. place. And so then mm-hmm. if that person wants you to change that aspect of yourself, it like gets really complicated and weird. But yeah, mm-hmm. I guess relationships are like that. <laughs> Compromise. Complicated <laughs> and weird. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure we hit on before we close out? Oh my goodness. I feel like we hit on so many amazing topics. I got to talk about like my two like big things, the flirt framework Mm -hmm. and the five D's of the flirt. I was really happy to talk about that. We talked about the spark um, and yeah, like turning them on and chemistry and um dating in general i'm i'm feeling like we had a very well-rounded conversation today i could agree absolutely agreed where can our listeners continue connecting with you learning from you after this episode yes uh at benjamin cameras on uh instagram and tiktok um is where i show up it's where i do my posting i would love to see you over on either platform or both um, to work with me, I've got tons of free stuff. My link in bio, also on Instagram, I do Flirt Friday every Friday in <laughs> stories. So come on, I put the question sticker up there, submit a question. I roll out responses throughout the day. I also go live every Friday on Instagram, Flirt Friday Live. So we have a lot of fun. It's a great way to just ask me questions, get clarity on situations. Um, and then one-on-one coaching is my most direct uh, support that I offer. So if that is something you're interested in, I would love to hear from you. that's a good flirting technique. I could just count to three in French and then people would be like, are you bilingual? They're like, no. We. (laughs) (laughs) Is that yes in French? Uh, I think so. We. I didn't take French. Uh, Anyway. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? (laughs) And uh, with that... I would like to thank Benjamin so much for being on the podcast. We had quite the menage a trois. Um, And thank you to our listeners for attending our Moulin Rouge of an episode. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Uh, You can also head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can leave us a written review. Um, You can watch us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that's about all we got going on right now. But you can also follow us on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. I sound like an old person when I say it that way. You can follow us on the (laughs) socials. On the socials, you can hit us up on the gram um, Uh and also on TikTok and YouTube shorts. Malone is really excited about all of the ways that we're on social media. Yeah. So (laughs) if Emma's dog isn't enough to convince you, I really don't know what would be. So correct. Um, So Trent, uh, (laughs) Allison, and Howard. um, Howard, head on over to review us and rate us and tell us how pretty we are. Flirt with us a little bit. Give us your best lines. Give us your best. So give us your best. The way you just started announcing names made it feel like they won something. Um, But really you lost something. Time (laughs) that you now have to put back into us. So... (laughs)
Well, you know, c'est la vie, which isn't French, but that's another way. (laughs) But that is another Uh, way to say something. That's another way to say something. And with that, I will say au revoir, and we will talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye.